sharing ideas about money. This is Share Radio. This is Simon Rose. Now it's time for the financial outlook for personal investors. We're going to look at the world of investment from a UK perspective. Uh, and I'm joined by Russ Mould, Investment Director of AJ Bell. Um, we haven't agreed what we're going to talk about. What, what have you been we asked have, about been, most we've, we've this been week? We've been so busy. I've not a chance to think about yeah. it, Simon. Well, what, what have you been asked about yeah, well, by everybody really, else? The, the two things I've been asked most about in the last week are the UK inflation figures and, and Bank of England base rates, which is understandable given that, again, there was a nasty surprise there in the fact that the core UK inflation figure was much higher than expected and actually went up, which I think would definitely be giving um, collie wobbles to the to the Bank of England. Oh, but something to do um, with them. They keep telling hmm? us. Nothing to do with them at all. Well, did you see Isabella Kaminska's Twitter feed? You know, she used to write for Alphaville on the FT. I didn't see now, um, She's Polish, I think. So there's a massive poster outside the Polish parliament now saying, hmm. anybody who says inflation is anything to do with the Polish central bank is peddling Russian propaganda. It's all down to the war and nothing to do with us. Wow. Even the Bank of England wow. hasn't gone that far. No, not yet. Not <laughs> yet. <laughs> and the second most popular question I've had is, is it time to buy Japan? Which, given it's just reached a 33-year high, some things could involve phrases involving horse, door, stable and bolt. Well, okay, but hang on. But a 33-year high? But when we're talking about Western markets hitting you know, highs, decade mm. highs. That's because they've been rising for a lot of the time. Yeah, Japan, no, Japan is, is quite an unusual market. And it's still a quarter below its all-time high, right. which is why it's, which is, I think, why it's still a really, really interesting question and may not involve phrases involving horse, store, stable and bolt. And mm. that the Japanese stock market peaked on the 31st of December, 1989, for anybody who really wants to know. And I think it's 38,960 or there or thereabouts. And... um. That was after, stop me if you've heard this one before, a cheap money-fueled debt, um, debt-fueled equity and property <laughs> bubble. Heard it? Really? Uh, uh, yeah. sure? I can, re- I, can re- I can actually remember it. Echo. I mean, yes. Yes, yes. Anyway, and it's taken Japan, what, 40 odd, 40, you know, 30 odd years to, to shake it off. Um, because the the overvaluation of the Japanese equity market was so egregious, the overvaluation of Japanese property was so egregious. Um, I started as a junior fund manager in 1991, and yeah, people were still laughing about the old story, whether it was true or not. I, I don't know. I've never done the maths. That the land upon which the Imperial Palace was is sat in the center of Tokyo was valued at more than the state of California. Was was the was the old was the old story? Yes. Which, by the way, having done something, you may remember Zoom video communications. I mean, we still use it, but the shares are down more than 90% from its highs. And I and I did do a thing showing that Zoom was actually valued at more than the entire UK real estate sector at one stage of its peak, <laughs> which again that. is is kind kind of intriguing. I know that real estate's got its challenges, but I'm not sure that was necessarily an, an, an appropriate valuation for Zoom video communications. Um, so Japan was fascinating because it, yeah. it, it was just valuation and then an economic bust followed, you know, which then has led led to thirty odd years, you would argue, of austerity. But also, but also equally, you know, ultra loose monetary policy to try and keep the show on the road. They've had zero interest rates for about 20 odd years. They've had QE for a very similar period of time. Uh, and I think one of the reasons why maybe Japan is doing so well is it's still got QE running at full tilt. It's still got zero interest rates. The Bank of Japan's the last one of the big the big central banks to do anything at all. It still hasn't moved. 
And yet none of the other central bankers seem to think Japan is a, an outlier for them. They all seem to think it's a, it's a law unto itself. They and... all seem to think that it's down to Japanese cultural reasons yes. and that, that, yeah, that, it's a, that it is an outlier because Japan is Japan. And it does have its distinct cultural resonances in terms of savings rates, in terms of birth rates, in terms of uh, employment and in terms of corporate culture. And, and the argument is, well, the Japanese were just too slow to move. They were just too slow to introduce ultra-loose monetary policy. But every time Japan has tried to move away from it, the market's wobbled and the economy's wobbled. So I, I guess they've got a bit of a help this time in that they have some inflation, helped by energy prices. They're politically relatively stable. I know poor old Izumi, um, Mr. Izumi was uh, assassinated last year, wasn't it, the, the former prime minister? But um, Katsuo, um, Mr. Kishida is, is in and seems to be you know, pr pr pretty safe. Um, and uh, we've got a new cent Japanese central bank governor, so that uncertainty has been removed, although Mr. Oeda seems to be as equally keen on QQE as, as, as his predecessor. So politically stable, lots of monetary stimulus, and the market actually, if you look at it on an earnings basis, and a year, I'm told, isn't terribly cheap, and there are lots of companies that are cashed up, lots of companies that are um, becoming more shareholder aware because they're, un mm. they're unstitching these cross holdings. So Japan actually does have a lot going for it. Okay, let's just pause just for a moment. Sharing ideas about money. This is Share Radio. This is Simon Rose. You're listening to the Financial Outlook for Personal Investors on Share Radio. I am talking to Russ Mold of AJ Bell. Um, a market commentator I do follow quite a lot has been talking Japan up for a long time. In fact, as long as I can remember talking mm -hmm. to him. And one of the things he has been talking about, apart from the fact that the market will be ignored by everybody else, which is always something that he, a contrarian, always likes, um, and the, the fact that um, uh, Japanese companies were cheap relative to comparable companies around the world, is that of late they have been paying more attention to shareholders. Now, in the past, right. um, shareholders in Japan were really almost the you know the lowest of the low companies didn't seem to care about them at all now they seem to be engaging in some of the sort of shareholder friendly things that many western yeah uh, companies this was part of prime minister shinzo abe's plan like, you know before we retired and mm -hmm. before the poor chap was assassinated um uh, and in fact you have now started to see activist investors pop up in japan elliot have been very active over there for example and japanese firms have responded there have been things like asset sales, share buyback, spin-offs. I think Toshiba's actually been taken over by a private equity company after a bit of a breakup. So again, you, you are seeing a change in corporate culture there. The other area where private equity is very, very active, and it's probably even more unpopular than Japan right now, is the United Kingdom, where you have seen multiple private equity takeovers in the last 12 to 24 months of big, big caps, mega caps, and small caps. Um, and at the moment, you know, the, I'm still not getting many questions about why the UK would be attractive. I'm getting lots of questions about why the UK is an absolute basket case. And isn't it just time to put your money in America and follow the rest of the lemmings, mm. which which frankly, you know, has, has, has been a terrifically successful policy is, 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 you know, go with the US because it has been the most dynamic stock market. But, you know, it, it, America is historically expensive relative to earnings, relative to GDP, relative to sales. It is at a near its all-time highs percentage of global market cap at 57%. It peaked at 60 in 2000. Uh, tech is at an all-time high relative performance to the S&P 500. So yes, piling to tech if you think that's where you want to be. And as we can see from NVIDIA overnight, the AI hype train is not only hype taking off, but it's actually delivering as far as certain yes. companies are concerned. Um, but just do be aware if you are hammering into the US that its percentage of market cap is near all-time highs. Its valuation is very high. 
text relative outperformances near very high. So you might, you know, mm. you need a lot of things to keep going really, really well for those trends to continue would be my concern. Yeah. And anything unexpected could be, I mean, it might be sure that the US just sort of goes down, goes a lot, goes sideways for a long time and everything else catches up. It, it might just be that. It, it, it really might. Mm. But, uh, and the US earnings then just grow into the multiple and the USD yes. rates over time as, as earnings catch up. But I think, you know, Japan has been neglected for a very long time. And lo and behold, it's popping up on people's radars now. It's doing really well. And it wouldn't be the biggest shock in the world if the UK was to do the same, because it is just so unloved right now. Equally, the inflation figure probably didn't help desperately much on Thursday with the core inflation number proving stronger than expected. Interest rate expectations have moved up to a peak of five and a quarter or even five and a half percent. So the Bank of England still behind the game. And that that did take the wind out of the sails of house builders, life insurance companies and interest rate sensitives when the inflation figure came out. So there are some challenges in the UK. You know, Japan hasn't had enough inflation for 33 years. And now the UK has got the other problem, which is it's probably got a little bit too much and doesn't quite know what to do with it. Mm. And and if UK investors are tempted by Japan, what do you recommend? Presumably going through some collective vehicle rather than um, trying to pick winners themselves. I mean, I, I've got to be careful. AJ Bell isn't allowed to recommend anything, so I, I, I keep my compliance department are listening. But what, what, no, what I'm simply, you know, how would one go about it? Yeah, I think how you go about I mean, yeah, I think analysing Japanese companies really isn't easy. And I'm, I, having been to visit them, it, 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 I think I'm sure things have got a lot better since I did it, but they, they still can be a little bit uh, reluctant to engage. I, I know they're a lot better now, but I think the simplest way would clearly be through a collective, either active or passive, and that you would get broad exposure to a wide range of companies. You can do it thematically. You know, there are some, you know, so again, then you have to look at, you, you're looking for income, you're looking for capital growth, you're looking for a combination, and there are funds that will address mm-hmm. all of those quite happily. And there are some very long-standing funds that have, are terribly well run um, and really, really know what they're doing, and it, they're not hard to find. Ross, thank you very much indeed. That's Russ Mould, Investment Director of AJ Bell. We'll be back with more of the Financial Outlook for Personal Investors at the same time next week. Sharing ideas about money. This is Share Radio.